Rob, Andy, and Randy, and sometimes a guest. Welcome to Talkin' Trash, a Rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites. I'm Rob. I'm Randy. And I'm Andy. And this week we will be reviewing the hand-cut glazed donut from the legendary Ridge Donuts. And we'll be previewing and talking about our upcoming breakfast sandwich showdown. Let's get to it. Big show. So we're going to do a, just a quick catch up to see how our weeks have been going. Uh, it's only been a week, so not much has happened. Uh, Randy, how's your week been? Week's been pretty good. I think actually the highlight so far, because nothing has really been happening, is um, uh, my girlfriend, Laurel, made some lasagna soup in the, in the Instant Pot, and it's awesome. And then I was talking to her, I'm like, Instant Pot was big, what, about a year ago or so? Everybody got one. Like, do people still use it? Because we still use it by we, I mean her. She still uses it all the time. Um, and it was so good. And we've been doing like chicken in it and like pulled chicken is delicious in it. Um, so then we went through, this is how exciting it is. We went through all of our kitchen appliances to say, do we use that a lot? Do we use it a lot? And there was only one appliance that we like barely ever use. Any, any guesses out there? Toaster. Blender. No, Blender actually I've been using a lot for protein shakes. The waffle maker. Because it's oh, yeah. clean. So that's my exciting week, Rob. I don't know. You got anything better? No, but I just do want to comment that the whole podcast doesn't like to reinforce the patriarchy by, you know, establishing roles of women doing all of the cooking like some people. Um, but I'm oh, also very pro waffle iron, so I don't know. That's just me being lazy. Nothing about the patriarchy there. <laughs> Rob, your, your girlfriend doesn't cook for you a lot? Okay, I'm currently single. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I guess I don't have much of a choice. Uh, uh, Andy, let's hear about your week. <laughs> well, uh, e- equally exciting as Randy, although one cool thing wa- was it was about 63 degrees today and I ate lunch outside, which was nice. Uh, the weather was awesome, especially for you know, Rochester people. So that was pretty sweet. But really the highlight for me was this past weekend, we had a little uh, uh, get together, a little off air pod group meeting, uh, state of the pod to kind of discuss maybe kind of like the rest of the year, what we're going to do, because we're kind of buckling down and make trying to maybe make this a thing. And so we kind of made some plans. And I think what we're going to do is try to release some chunks of episodes, you know, I don't know what you call that, like a season or a group or a chunk might be good, a bite. Um, I like it. And I think we're going to try to do like 10 to 15 episodes and each group or chunk would have like a theme. The theme of this chunk will be the breakfast sandwich showdown, which we're going to be starting this weekend and mix in a couple of plate reviews. Cause that's where we started. And then any other food interests, like we did the uh, chicken sandwich matchup earlier, which we're going to have to do again in a couple months, because according to the, the news articles we've been reading, Burger King's got a new one. McDonald's just came out with a new one. Taco Bell is going to be releasing a chicken sandwich taco. And I think there might've even been another one, a fourth one. But, you know, speaking of one year after, you know, a theme like the Instant Pot or, you know, the fad, the chicken sandwich thing was like a year and a half ago. And there's still people are just coming out with their fancy chicken sandwiches. So th- those are fun. And we'll have to revisit that again with Johnny probably uh, when those new ones are all out. But that was exciting. So for anyone who actually listens to our podcast, um, we're going to try to be consistent for a couple weeks releasing some episodes and then we'll let you know when we're taking a break and we'll come back, I don't know, in the summer or the fall and do another big chunk with a theme. So that's the big news uh, from Talking Trash Rock. That's at Talking Trash Rock on Instagram. Excellent. That's a, a good update. A very informative one, Andy, um, for all of us. Uh, my week was really exciting. I've been attempting to sell things on Facebook Marketplace it, with mixed success, I have a Ronco rotisserie uh, that I bought at Aldi because just I was, set it and forget it. It it's that simple. 
Um, and I'm going to turn the rest of this podcast into an infomercial to sell these three items because I've been failing miserably. Uh, the rotisserie is in great shape, guys. If anyone wants one. Do you uh, have... I, I used to watch infomercials all the time as a kid. Do you have the gigantic, disgusting, like barbecue style gloves that came with the rotisserie? I remember Ron Popeil used used to have those. Sadly, mine came without gloves <laughs> or What's maybe not. Point? Maybe. Yeah. Right. Um, that could be why no one's biting. Um, but anyways, it, it's in great shape. No one will buy it. I have amazing blackout curtains. No one will buy those. I was selling an old jacket. And that actually did sell last week. <laughs> and surprisingly, the guy who bought it, it was, it was in very nice. It's a very good jacket. The guy who bought it was so enthusiastic when he got like about the jacket afterwards that most of me thinks he's messing with me. <laughs> but at the end of the day, he did pay for it. So I guess, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, it's a bummer that you sold the code. I feel like that's a perfect combo pack. You just put the three of those together, find another eccentric single guy who loves chef's knives and weird kitchen oddities and <laughs> high quality coats. And you've got it on the way out, man. You could, you could probably put the coat inside the rotisserie. It's a big rotisserie. <laughs> I mean, it's a big coat tube and then wrap it all in the curtains. And then you've got like a, just a package. That's a, that's, that's a good call. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Um, I got a waffle iron if you want to throw it on there too. Ooh, just to sweeten the deal? Yeah. Or, order now and get a waffle iron from Randy. Hey, another another fad that you're getting too late. You could start a business where you sell people stuff on eBay. That was a thing for like three years. Yeah, it was in the 40-year-old virgin. That's true. New podcast, Selling Trash. <laughs> it's, hold on, <laughs> it's not trash. Um, High-quality so, stuff, Randy. Come on. It's it's all clean. It's all high quality. It's people are fools for not buying it. But anyways, that was pretty big this past week. And I'm also making a second sourdough starter because the first one started to smell like gasoline after a while. And I think that's probably not good. I'm not a baking expert, but it really like maybe like nail polish remover. It was very strong. I feel like it could power a, some sort of like a small engine. A steampunk type machine. Yeah, it was gross. So we started a new one and we'll see how that goes. I mean, that smells disgusting also, but in the way it's like the disgusting way it's supposed to smell. So sourdough starters, brother. Yes. Sourdough. Yes, correct. That is the name of it. Who's Um, we? We're starting a new one. Me and the original starter teamed up. (laughs) Okay. It's sentient. I don't know if you realize this, but it's, it's like, it lives. It's the living thing. Gotcha. So Yes, that's my wild catch-up. And uh, so let's jump right into this week's um, review, which was the hand-cut donut from our favorite donut shop, Ridge Donuts. So, Andy, why don't you take this away? Okay. So we did the donut, you know, matchups. I don't know when was that, last fall? We did some some showdowns between places, Ridge versus... Donuts Delight and Tops versus Wegmans. Don't think we ever really finished that. We had a couple other ideas, but we'll come or come back around. It's all cyclical, this stuff. Um, and we started, someone went to Ridge Donut or Donuts Delight and they went around. Was it Randy who did this first? Randy went around and he, we called it Donut Claws. And he, I believe Christy, my wife saw him sprinting down my driveway in like an inch of snow. And she's like, I think Randy just was here. And I went outside and I'm like, I don't see anyone, but there's footprints. Did he like run away? She's like, yes, he ran away. And Randy, you, what'd you do? You, you just dropped off specialty donuts. What were they? Yeah. What was the donut? Was it cookie dough? Yeah, yeah. it was cookie dough. Yeah. So, and did, you know, and did we do an episode about them? I think we just all did a Zoom meet not recorded to talk about the donuts. I'm pretty there sure. There was like one that we did an episode. I ah, guess we should have these documents around. But <laughs> so Randy started this trend and and through like the Bills playoff run, it kind of became popular. Like I think our buddy Tuz dropped off Bills donuts. Was that him? 
I think that was him who did the Bills Don'ts. Anyways, there was a handful of people. Oh, that was Chris, maybe. Chris did that. Pete, I know, dropped off a couple of chocolate donuts. I think basically we all took a turn at some point dropping off stuff. We call it Donut Claws. So episode 19, Talking Donuts, Ridge Holiday Cookie Dough Extravaganza. So I believe we did document the special surprise episode of Talking Donuts with Andy, Pat, Chris, Rob, and Randy. So I guess we did. I know what happened. And then I bought cinnamon roll with raspberry swirls and Oreo chunks. We did a podcast and it didn't get released, which we talked about with Ahmed like two weeks ago. (laughs) And there seems to be a recurring theme where we have some issues recording, but that's behind us. We're a real podcast now. Anyways, I went to Ridge Donut with my boys just to go do something. And it was like kind of sunny out, but cold. So we were waiting outside in line. And I was like, you know what? We only eat about, you know, four donuts as a family. And I was like, I'll just grab a dozen if they have that hand cut glazed. Because when I bought the cinnamon roll, when I tried this, it just looked like an awesome glazed donut. And it was called hand cut glaze. I didn't know what that meant. I assumed it meant it was cut by hand, but it looks crazy. So I don't know what it means, but um, I had it fresh out of the, the fryer or wherever it's cooked. And it was the best donut I've ever had. So I'd been had it in the back of my mind. I got a donut clause, everybody with the hand cut glazed. So whole, 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 I donut closed everybody this weekend. They weren't fresh out of the fryer, but I dropped one off at everybody's house. I called Randy and set up an exchange. Rob wasn't home. I left one on his doorstep and same with a couple of our friends who live in the area. And, uh, I actually didn't really hear from you guys that much afterwards about it. Um, and I think Rob and Randy, I, I gave each like a third of another side donut just cause we knew we were going to maybe do a podcast about it. So everybody got an old fashioned or hand cut glaze, which is basically like an old fashioned cake donut. Um, but these things are beasts. Randy, what was your first impression of the hand-cut glaze? Because I'm, I'm like in love with this thing. My first impression was the bag was heavy. Uh, and then when I took it out, I had never seen a donut like that before. When you said hand-cut glazed, I was just picturing a regular glaze. Like I, I didn't know what to expect. And it was one of the best looking donuts I think I've ever seen, honestly. Uh, Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it looks like it was cut by the very hand of Andre the Giant. It's so big. Uh, I thought of that terrible joke earlier. Um, it, it's craggy is like one way I would describe it. I would agree with Randy. It is so heavy. I feel like you could cut your hand on the, the, the bark of it. It's like if I'm looking at my notes, a lot of my notes um, deal with bark. You cut your hand on the donut. I cut my hand of the donut bled everywhere, um, but that actually moistened the donut. So it was actually delicious, um, which actually goes with my next note. I said it was like a rare steak. There was crust that goes all the way around it. And then it's soft on the inside before you get to the dough. This is so funny, Rob. My notes are like the exact same thing. I wrote the word craggy. <laughs> It is. I had been watching Global Guts the night before, so okay. I had the aggro crag in my mind. Yep. I wrote it. I wrote what Randy texted, which is it looks insane. Yes. <laughs> texted because Randy sent a picture because I had already taken a bite of mine. And I was like, oh, I want to put this on the Instagram. Someone sent me a picture, and Randy took like the best photo of this donut. I was like, it's craggy. It's got nooks and crannies. It's also huge physically, like you said. It's heavy. It looks like when you get um, a bagel that's like imperfect and it has the tiny hole instead of being like the big O, it's just like the big fat bagel. And I said the same thing, the glaze gets in deep with all the nooks and crannies and it's well done on the outside, but still very cakey on the inside because it's so thick. I was like, the size probably helps with that. It's like if, if an offensive lineman was a donut or like a bouncer, it's very just, it's solid. I just want to be on the record. We're pro offensive lineman and pro bouncer. This is a compliment. <laughs> is it? Uh, I, when I had it the first time it was fresh and that was insane. It was like warm and like the glaze was still like wet, you know? And it basically, I started to describe it as just as a glazed donut on steroids. Yeah. We are pro steroids though. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm actually going to abstain on that. Okay. Right. It's the ultimate version. I said 10 out of 10 fresh, 9.25 on Saturday when it was room temp. That's, that's my rating that's out of 10. Rating? We've decided on a 10-point rating scale as well. And we're going to go back and listen to our old episodes and figure out the catalog of scores. Randy, what do you guys what are think? You I, I'm going to agree with you guys. I did not think the middle reminded me of a rare steak, but I kind of understand the analogy. Keep in um, mind, Rob's was filled with blood. Yes. <laughs> um, but it was definitely doughy, like a lot of dough, and it was a little bit dry. Um, and since it was so big, that was a lot of the inside. The outside is not quite possibly. It is the best outside of a donut I have ever had in my entire life. I thought afterwards we could invent a new type of food, donut crust, where you just cut the outside off of a donut and sell that kind of like Muffin top? Kind of like, I was thinking more like fried chicken and you just sell the chicken skin because that's like the best part of fried chicken, but nobody does that. But it's this yet idea yet. But if you just had like that outside part was so good. It was so good. I had a ton of pancakes before Andy, you dropped them off. And then I even had I think I had some gummy bears and I had something what? and then you drop it off. And I, I was like, I'm not eating this now. And then I took it out of the bag, took a picture and five minutes later it's gone. Randy's eating breakfast, like a 12 year old whose mom is like <laughs> golf or something pancakes with gummy bears. And <laughs> later Randy, I heard, um, two people were trying to break into your apartment building and you had to devise a set of uh, traps to sort of like defend your apartment. Is that true? The gummy bears were around 1030. That was, <laughs> that was like borderline lunchtime. Okay. And the pancakes okay. were a lot earlier. I was insanely full. And then after I ate the donut, I laid on the couch and Laurel looked at me. She's like, you're all right. And I'm like, no, <laughs> not a joke. That's what happened. Uh, so I would rate this donut. Oh man, the outside was a 10, but the inside. I've never heard someone describe a donut like this. It's so great. And it's accurate. Yeah. But the inside was like, I'd say together, maybe I'm going to go 8.5. And Andy, I definitely want to try it fresh. Uh, But I could not imagine a better outside of a donut. Rob, it was awesome. Randy, it's funny you say that. I was thinking the exact same thing about taking off the crust and putting it in like a bag like potato chips, but just eating. I, I swear to God, I was thinking the same exact thing. I'm like, this crust is really good. Um, <laughs> it's so if two people, it's we probably should just make these, you know, and start selling them. Two out of three people thought of it. And the third guy in the conversation fully supports the new product. <laughs> okay. New business idea. I can um, yeah, it's, trash. we'll work on it. Donut bark. Oh, um, I really like that. Or this right. could just be the dessert at Randy's restaurant. It's called Bits and Pieces. And like for your main, you have fried chicken skin and <laughs> yeah. like the outer crust of the top layer, the mac and cheese, which has the oh bubbly my. cheese. That is a lot of overhead in this business, but yeah. a lot of waste because you have to bake a whole <laughs> casserole of mac and cheese and throw the whole bottom part away. No, then you just put on more cheese and bake it again. God, <laughs> this base is two years old; it never changes. You just we keep might baking not it. we might not want to release this app. Okay, this yeah, this so it's, it's financial liability. Um, what do you think, Rob? So. I, I couldn't really add to what Randy said. I actually had the same score. I, I went like, I've got like six scores written down and 8.5 is pretty much where I was at. Um, my thinking is that it's very much like their sour cream donut, but without that tang and maybe without the co I couldn't tell if the coconut flavor from those donuts are in the dough or if it's in the, the icing or not icing or, but whatever it is they did the glaze, I guess. We bought a sour cream with cinnamon on it the okay. same day 
for my wife. And that had the distinct coconut flavor, which was the, the Hancock glaze was just a regular glaze. It seemed like. One thing after the eight, five, a part of me thinks I maybe like the tang of the sour cream a little bit more, even though I kind of am grossed out by the concept of sour cream. One thing I wrote down, which I don't know if I stand by, I might've been in a weird mood that morning, but I wrote down sea salt. <laughs> like if maybe it had like a light dusting of salt on the top, it might give it a different kind of flavor. Like how they put like you know, salty. sea salt. Yeah. Like, like salty, <laughs> like that flavor. Um, I think I'd like to try it fresh. I think I'd like to get a fresh one and put some salt on it and see, uh, see if it was a crazy idea or not, but, uh, overall it was a great donut. It's a solid donut. If you're hungry and you need breakfast, that's not healthy. And you're, you're out of, you're out of gummy worms. I think you couldn't go wrong with this one. So I'm actually piggyback off what you said. Um, I definitely think you were in a weird mood that morning and (laughs) where this all came from. But what, what would you give it, Rob? Uh, 8.5, uh, same as Rand. Nice. So. Now, Donut Claus is kind and Donut Claus is generous. So he threw in a couple of side donuts. They they weren't as good as the handcut glazed, but you know we should just give him a rating because we're we're uh, on the clock here. So I I've got one that kind of sounded good to me: cherry cake, and it kind of looks like a pink, cakey glazed donut with little red cherry bits, or more likely red sprinkles on the inside. Um, I thought it was kind of syrupy, like kind of almond extracty. Um, but Randy, I think hit the flavor. What you described it, you compared it to another food. Do you remember what you texted us, Randy? Was it, it tastes like the Italian cookie kind of? Yeah. And I want, that made me think if like one came from the other, like the cherry cake made them think of the, I have no idea. I'm just speculating wildly or if this was just an offshoot from that, because like the red dough and the almond cake, almond, you know, flavor, almond extract. Um, what do you, what, what were you guys thinking about this one? Rob, what about you? I wrote, well, so Andy didn't tell us what they were. So it was a lot of guesswork, which actually kind of made it more fun. I wrote strawberry. Uh, I wrote good little bits of strawberry, cherry. Um, and then I wrote a little artificial tasting and I gave it a seven. So I, I thought it was okay. I mean, it was a, all of their donuts are, are good. I wouldn't order this one probably again, I think, but it was good. Yeah, I gave that one a 6.5, but it probably would have been higher, except I ate it after the hand-cut glazed, and it was tough to compare them. I gave it a 6.5 exactly as well. That's funny. Wow. I guess I'm more generous than you guys. I don't know. <laughs> What did you say, Rob, for yours? Uh, I also gave it – no, I gave it a 7, not also. Yeah, I, I agree that like if you just ate that alone, I'd probably be like, hey, it's pretty good. But I like the hand-cut glaze so much. And it just when you have that sweet versus another sweet, it's kind of confusing. Uh, the other donut I wanted, they have a Funfetti donut, which I like Funfetti cake. And I ordered that. And I think the guy just happened to grab one that had frosting instead of glazed. I wanted the glazed. But I don't think it made a huge difference. Um it was St. Patrick's themed frosting, which was kind of fun, but uh, it tastes kind of like a plain donut, just has sprinkles in it. It looks cool. I don't think it adds much flavor. Um, it's kind of a kid's donut, I guess, which that's kind of fitting with my taste of food though. Um, again, like the cherry cake, I thought solid, but nothing insane. So I gave it a six out of 10. I went in the opposite direction. So I wrote birthday cake question mark. And I said like an old fashioned kind of batter sprinkles. What did I say? Oh, I said the icing or the icing or frosting smelled strongly of vanilla. I wrote that was amazing. The smell part. And I gave it an eight and a half, but I think it was mostly because of the icing. Part of me thinks that if the icing had been on the cherry donut, I would have given that like, an eight and a half too, just because I love frosting and icing. So this reminds me of when we did some of the showdowns. I'm just not a, I prefer glazed so much to anything frosted when it comes to donuts. I don't know why I like cake and stuff, but Randy, what what were your thoughts on that one? 
This is tough though, Rob, because you just gave it the same score as the hand cut glazed. Uh, oh yeah. Slap in the face. No, no, no. I, I'm changing glazed. it. I'm, I'm changing it to an eight. Okay. We're allowed to do that. We could just change scores. It's fine. And also keep in mind, we're operating on score, scoring system number 19 on the podcast career. Oh, Lee went there. I, I thought that one was really good too. I like essentially a donut made from all sugar. So it was, <laughs> it was good. I gave it uh seven. I thought it was close to the other one. Um, I'm not a huge almond paste guy from the first one that we talked about, but this one was really, really good. Like Randy. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say if it was in a box with 12 other donuts and I ate that one, I'd be very happy with my decision. I think you kind of nailed it when you, with what you said to Rob for me, cause I love that glaze so much. I was like, if I'm giving this a nine, I can't give these other ones much more. But if I, if I had them separately, I'd be very happy. Yeah. I'd probably rate them higher. So, all right. So the re- reliability of our scores means nothing good. If, if you had sprinkled a little salt on top of that icing, it might've brought it right oh up there with that hand cut glazed. Salt, salt hound. Yeah, Rob, you were a pepper hound in season one, a salt hound in season two. Wondering what season three will bring. Ooh, paprika, <laughs> baby. Smoked paprika. Oh, oh my gosh. It, Pat, some people call it paprika. I mean, a lot of people do, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, we just had a delightful experience, and I'd love to hear from the, uh, you know our other friends who had the hand cut glazed, or I'd encourage our our listeners, you know, to uh, go out and try that at Ridge. And it's kind of a fun experience going to Ridge. It's just like they're always busy and they're just cranking out donuts. So half the donuts you get are like super fresh. It's kind of nice. So that's fun. Um, you know, from one staple breakfast food to another, we have. We, wouldn't, we haven't been teasing it. We just said we're going to do a breakfast sandwich showdown. And so this has sort of pathetically dominated our lives for the past week since we really officially decided. We, we came up with the idea, I believe, when we were doing the chicken sandwich taste test. And uh, we had our, our friend Johnny on to compare those. And we said, what about breakfast sandwiches? And then he, uh, like two of us came up with the same idea, like on the same day. So I think that kind of spurred us in this direction. And we started to do a little research. I sent an email out to a group of our friends and I posted on my Facebook page, Randy, you, you took it to the streets, right? What did you do to get your feedback? Yeah, I, uh, I work with a bunch of people who love talking about food. So I threw out a couple of questions about breakfast sandwiches and, um, saw what kind of feedback I got. And then I threw it out to some other people through texts and just, you know, trying to get a a vibe of what people feel about Rochester and breakfast sandwiches. And Rob, what did you do to help this process? I talked to two people. Uh, (laughs) I talked to the, uh, a girl who works with me, Katie, shout out to Katie. I said, what's the best? And she goes, you know, who is the best hearts grocers. And she goes, but they're not open. I'm like, well, thanks, Katie. And then I go, well, any, any others? And she's like, oh, actually one other really good one, Schmegs, but they're also not open. And I'm like, Katie, what are you, you're really not helping me at all. So I talked to her and then I talked to another friend of the pod, Matt C, who uh, said, I don't have a favorite place. I don't think Rochester has very good uh, <laughs> breakfast sandwiches. So he's like, actually, this, this series of podcasts might help me out so I can figure out where I can go. And he said something like, you know, certain he, he, when he thinks about like a good breakfast sandwich, it should be a unique place like like how Magnolia does them, um, you know, in an interesting way. Like, you know, basically that all breakfast sandwiches in the area are just kind of traditional and plain. And so he, he just doesn't he's not aware of any that are better than that. So I guess this is where we come in, because I feel like maybe Randy, you know, we've got our little group text that we whenever we have a little free time during the day, we, we kind of talk about this stuff. And I think Randy, you said something similar. Uh, there was a couple of people or maybe one person that, uh, or maybe it was just based on our results that you said the same thing that we uh, don't necessarily have a consensus best one. So I think we're doing a real 
public service here. What do you think, Randy? Yeah, I mean, with the donuts, it was interesting because a lot of people would say were saying Ridge or Donuts Delight. I'll, you know, most people, and then they threw out what I was getting a lot from there too were some of the farm markets that were doing donuts during the fall. For this one, it's completely all over the place. And uh, I said to these guys earlier, you know, it's interesting because when I asked the question, best breakfast sandwich in Rochester, best your best go-to breakfast sandwich, everybody says best or the one I usually go and get. Um, so I think a lot of people do the fast food ones, Dunkin' Donuts, Tim Hortons, McDonald's. So I think this will be really interesting to look at some of these places that are local in Rochester and see, all right, out of these places, what, what has the best breakfast sandwich? Um, and I'm pretty excited about it. I'm yeah. very excited. Actually, I am insanely excited. Cause well, we're gonna- <laughs> exactly. you talk about it nonstop and then you're like, I ended up grabbing a breakfast sandwich this week. And I was like, I just, I can't stop thinking about them. So I think basically we got in various forms about 40 responses and we ended up with 19 places. And you're right, Randy, I think convenience, even personally, that's so true. Convenience versus a good food experience makes a big difference. Like you're getting a breakfast sandwich on the way to work because you're just hungry and you need to be full. You're just going to a drive through and you don't even want to go to like the slow drive through, like, you know, certain restaurants or whatever fast food places aren't quite as fast. You just go into the Mickey D's or the, the Dunkin' to grab something. But on the weekend, when it's kind of like more of a brunch type thing and you're grabbing a nice one, there's a lot of good places that came up. So I hadn't even heard of some of these, just a couple of quick favorites. Probably my favorite one was my buddy, Jeremy from uh, my old rugby team. He just wrote 490 truck stop in Leroy. Amazing. Doesn't even have a name, but pro- honestly, probably good serving the truckers, you know? Yeah. Um, places that I didn't even know had breakfast sandwiches like Bill Gray's. I, he said my buddy, Mike's former guest, Mike C uh, referenced a specific Bill Gray's that serves breakfast sandwiches. Pre, he was the last guest on the pod right before the pandemic. Like it was like as the pandemic was hitting, he was on the podcast right before it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don's Originals. That's a place that I again, kind of like a Bill Gray's. I didn't think, but I think it might just be a certain one that does it. But uh, we did get a couple of places. So we discussed this in our meeting the other day, and we sort of settled on we're going to have eight entrants into this tournament we have each selected a place that we think is awesome and then we are going to choose from our results some of the other entrants and we came up with one idea that i kind of liked we did get our original questions were what's the best breakfast sandwich in rochester and what's the best mcdonald's breakfast sandwich because we were thinking we might just have mcdonald's enter because they're like they're the probably most popular fast food breakfast place. And we did get a couple of responses that were just McDonald's responses, but then we also got a couple Tim Hortons and a couple Brugger's. Brugger's was actually very popular. I think Randy, you were kind of, you mentioned that was kind of shocking to you. Yeah. And I, I used to go to Brugger's all the time and I guess I've kind of forgotten about it, but quite a few people said Brugger's was their go-to. And then I said, yeah, but you know, if you're going to go somewhere else, they're like, no, I really love Brugger's. And then they always had like a type of breakfast sandwich they got there. But I mean, people really did like Brugger's a lot. I think you have to have like a good breakfast sandwich. You have to be consistent and have good, like nothing can suck. Like nothing can be terrible. And the rest of it, the ingredients have to be good, at least like one standout. So Brugger's has probably, you know, decent to good bagels. You would assume they're a bagel place. I think they make fresh eggs and their bacon from my memory is solid, but not to get too deep in the weeds here, but I'm like, I guess it makes sense. People go to Brugger's and then Tim Hortons was the other one that got like three votes uh, that came up. So we were thinking maybe we'll do, we'll allow one like chain fast food type place of those three to enter the tournament. So we're going to have a play in match. Like when teams 65 and 64 play to get into the NCAA tournament. And we're going to allow one sort of fast foodie chainy place. And that's going to go against local places. So 
I'm not sure what order we're going to record these, but that one's going to be early. So we're going to do McDonald's and we're going to do the most popular version of, the, of a McDonald's sandwich that we received was a version of a meat, egg and cheese McGriddle. So you do your whatever version of that we prefer. And then with that will go up against one of our local contenders. For the local contenders, we each selected a place. I actually am very fond of Wegmans. It is a place that you can go to fairly quickly because they have them pre-made, but the quality of ingredients I think is really good and consistent. So I am entering Wegmans, even though it's like a big a chain, it is a Rochester institution at heart. So I am choosing Wegmans. Robster, what are you choosing? I'm choosing the only breakfast sandwich that I really think about as one that I enjoy and, and got on a fairly regular basis um, in past years. Uh, and that is Scott's two. Also uh, shout out to our new listener, Scott. Uh, he just got into the pod this past week. Uh, I'm not going to Scott's two because of you, Scott, but you're a cool dude and they make a good sandwich. So that's my pick. Scott recently moved back to the area, chose not to respond for the local question, but did give us an answer for McDonald's on the questionnaire. So yes, shout out to Scott. I also, thought you were going to say he gave us like a Colorado spot or something. <laughs> yeah, which quick roadie. Uh, Randy, how about you? What is your selection for the uh, tournament? Soho Bagel Cafe, which is off of Ridge Road near the 390 entrance on Ridge Road in one of the plazas in Greece. Excellent. So we've got three places. Um, I've never had a Scots one, but I've like read about it because, or you know, people hype this one up on the on the Instagrams and things like that. Yeah. It's a public marketplace, you said, right, Rob? Yeah, they, they, um, they're in one of the new like shipping containers that they kind of turned into little restaurants, but it, okay. it's been there forever. Um, I read an article that was like, Scott's is reopening. And that was like February of 2020. So I'm, I'm, I did talk to a coworker who confirmed that they are currently still open. So it's, it's a great spot. And there are actually a few places at the market that do pretty good sandwiches, but Scott's too is, is the best one around. Yeah. We're a highly speculative podcast. We're really not sure on most things that even we could probably Google, but we're doing it live. So go for it. Yeah. Uh, we did. So that's, Four entrants will be Scott's Two, Wegman's, Soho Bagel Cafe, and then the fast food at large winner. <laughs> and then we have four other spots, and we're going to base those. Uh, we did tell our buddy Johnny, because he was sort of a, a co-creator of this event, that he's going to get to pick a place as well. So we're down to three based on our feedback. So uh, I'm sharing my screen here with the boys. Uh, we have kind of graphed out, and I think... We have a lot of places with one vote. So shout out to Founders, Don's Original, Food at Fishers, Village Bakery, which I'm shocked didn't get more votes. Uh, they have a great breakfast sandwich. Simply Crepes, 490 Truck Stop in Leroy. Can I, wait, can I stop you for a second, Andy? So I may have been doing just a little research now. We might have to go there. The reviews are crazy for their breakfast sandwiches. I'm not making this up. Almost every or every other review says amazing breakfast sandwiches at this 490 truck stop. Well, <laughs> and the sign, you got to look up the picture. The sign is just these three huge rusty poles with one rusty pole on top and this white decrepit sign that just says gas. <laughs> well, that's, you know, so we have this list. Crazy. If people, you know, I've had things from some places on this list, but there are also some places on this list that I've heard do amazing food that might only have one or two votes. And it's like, are we the final authority? Do we get to then do a draft ourselves amongst well, we could, what our fans picked? We could do it this way. There are three spots remaining. We are the arbiters and the deciders of this tournament. Um, we could each just choose another place that won't go up against our own first choice in the first round. We could do it that way. We could kind of vote consensus wise. There are a few places that got three or more votes. And I think those places deserve recognition at the least. So McCann's local meats, which I've heard, I've had 
breakfast there before. I've actually had the sandwich, but it was a couple of years ago. I remember everything I ate was awesome. So that place got three votes. I like Durf's is a diner in Fairport. Um, they got three and a half votes because one of our friends was like, I've never had the breakfast sandwich, but everything else there is awesome. So I said three and a half. Balsam bagels, which is awesome. They have great bagels. That's down in the city. Andy, uh, I want to interrupt you real quick. I got an idea. This might be a bad idea. Perfect. I think it's a bad idea, but um, mainly place- because I don't... I think it's a bad idea because I don't really even like breakfast sandwiches that much. I'm going to put that out there. I just drink coffee for breakfast. I don't do breakfast. Like Are you going to raffle ever. raffle off to your highest bidder your spot in the tournament? <laughs> if if you are willing to buy a rotisserie and some blackout curtains, you get your pick. Um, no, Andy, I, I know you're new to hosting here, but just so you know, Rob also is not a huge fan of garbage plates. So <laughs> we're going with. Um, that's that's accurate. Um, I'm. It's actually I do like them now a little bit more. Um, <laughs> here's my actual idea. I think we go through the list. We decide a couple of them because you said there are three spots left. Correct. There are three open spots. Yes. What if we? What if we kind of do our consensus pick for two of those, and then do another play-in round for the popular ones? But th- those are the ones that like we, because. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I live very close to Balsam. I've been to Balsam since they opened. I'm not too excited about it. I, I don't feel good about just automatically entering it, but I would be cool putting it in like a three, another yeah. bracket of like the popular, like the people's choice um, and putting like three or so in that one to fill a spot. Well, hey, I'm just the new host who has bossily taken over all planning of this podcast. So it is your podcast originally. I I support this idea. It's another episode. It will it'll lengthen this tournament to nine episodes. What if we instead did all of the plans in one massive but like quick episode? That seems insane to eat six breakfast sandwiches in a day. Well, we don't have to eat them in one day. We could eat them across the week, but then just record one after That's our true. Notes. The guy who doesn't like breakfast sandwiches wants to eat six of them in one day. I can get on board with what I said. (laughs) I'm on board with this idea. If we do it as two separate play-ins with three each and we just do them on different weekends. Okay. Cause then we get the head to head experience of eating the sandwiches. Okay. Okay. And we could also cut them into thirds. So we're eating a third of a breakfast sandwich. True. Lame, but true. (laughs) Or, you know, some of us like to share them with people who love this. I just want the outside, like the crust of the breakfast. <laughs> is there, is there any on this list that are particularly craggy? <laughs> so Rob, you are proposing we hand pick three that we're interested in and then raffle off the extra spot. Yeah, correct. As a play in. So with, and it would be the three remaining highest vote getters or something close to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So look at this list. You can go first, Rob. Which place from this list do you think we should try? So I kind of want to try Mama Lore's Cafe. I've heard it's amazing. It's been on my list of restaurants to try out for a while already. And it does have two votes. And I think it's a place that might not be as well known. So it, has one, just... it has one vote. It's just a the Excel sheet continues that person's name first and last. But... Well, it doesn't I mean, matter. It's your choice. To, to be honest, it looks like two votes. So it has two votes now because I'll be the other one, I guess. Okay. So Rob has given up his other spot because he doesn't have a commitment has now chosen a second place. Well, hold on. It's, it's to be considered. I think that's a, a potential one to consider. Okay. Randy, where on this list do you think you'd like to have a breakfast sandwich that you haven't had? Or maybe your friends from work have influenced you or people from email or text. Um, Yeah, I, you know, I'm not too picky. I think I would probably try Dell's because people are working, you know, I've been really promoting it. I, but honestly, I'm going to probably try a bunch of them, even if it's not for the podcast. Like I'm definitely going to 490 truck stop at this point, but that's we, not how this works guys. Don't have to put that. <laughs> Wait, can we, can we do our own side brackets? <laughs> Uh, but I am, I'm really curious about Dell's. So I think that's going to be the one I'm going to go to. What if, okay. what if we switch it up and do a curiosity bracket where we put in like 
<laughs> a few wild cards. And so I'm not saying two, I'm not saying another third bracket, but maybe, maybe those really popular ones earn their spot in due to their popularity. But like a mama Lores that has one vote, but I've heard good things. 490 truck stop, which sounds insane. Could be another side one. And then throw in another one that has maybe one vote. And we're like, we're intrigued. So this is exactly what you just proposed, I believe. But, but, but my original proposal was to put the popular ones that we don't feel enthusiastic about in that three person play in round. Yeah. I mean, either way, we're going to get six ish more, right. You're going to have a a play in and that. So what will we just, but we need to decide now because we are on a live podcast. (laughs) Technically it's being recorded, but yes. So So, Johnny did get back to me about where he wants to go. His 490 trucks out. My head's going to (laughs) explode. I hope so. Bagels, etc. in Irondequoit. Used oh. to be Bagel Land in Irondequoit. Oh, Rob, go ahead, Rob. I'm just saying, another place not on our original list? But <laughs> what but about a Johnny bagel was, bracket? Neither was Wegmans, and Johnny was promised a spot, so that's fine. No, that's fine. Um, I honestly thought Johnny was going to go with a fast food place, so I think yeah. that's a step up. Yeah. All right. Well, what we can, we can do this. We can say that our first episode is going to be the fast food popular play in, which is McDonald's Brugger's and Tim Hortons. We're going to do that this weekend. It'll release sometime next week. Yeah. Off, off air via text, which should be very productive. We will decide which six other places are going to be (laughs) in the breakfast sandwich tournament. We'll put, it will include three popular places and three off the beaten path places, let's call it. And there will be a play in for the off the beaten path places. I'm making that decision. So the, the big hitters are getting in. Then the off the beaten path or low vote getters that we select will get in. How does that sound? Sounds great. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's a good plan. We didn't quite achieve our goal, but we got close. Yeah. We have a plan moving forward. I like it. And I hope all you listeners who aren't looking at a bracket and a list right now, like we are, I hope we hope this makes sense to you guys just by listening. Um, I think if you're listening this far, you're into it. You're in for the hall. If you lasted this long. It doesn't make sense to me. So I'm positive. It doesn't make sense to the listeners at this point. I can't wait to stay on after we're done recording and talk about it for another hour. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, I think we have a plan. We're going to be recording and releasing these nine to 100 episodes in a row because Rob's going to keep adding places. Yes. (laughs) And over the next, you know, nine to 100 weeks. So we're going to, we're going to put hopefully all these episodes in a row. If, if for any reason we do, we sneak another one in, it's because we didn't get a chance to eat breakfast sandwiches or our doctors got involved um, (laughs) and told us to stop. So I think that's a good point for that to stop. Rob, what else do we need to cover? Uh, What else is on our show notes here? Let's just go right into our, our peeves and plugs. We're kind of running a little long this week, but we do have an email to share at our next episode from super fan Max. He got back to us. He had an amazing trip in Rochester and we have, he had, we have some reviews from him to share. Um, we'll, we'll share that at our play in round that we are going to record this weekend and release next week. So that's a little, little teaser. Um, so, so guys, any peeves, any plugs? Uh, I'm going to plug our Instagram, which is now we've decided as a team to activate that. And that's going to be a place to get information from our pod. It's at talking trash rock. That's all one word. I think it has to be one word on Instagram. We're very savvy and there's no G it's talking trash rock, all one word. And I guess season 10 of survivor. I'm continuing my survivor rewatch. Great season. Loved it. Palau. Who else? Who's got a plug? Randy. Uh, mine's more of a peeve. Um, so I'm kind of peeved. One of our mutual friends, Nick, you know, he's been getting all these donuts from Donut Claws, but he hasn't texted thank you to any of us. Um, he's 100% for sure been dropped off all of these donuts uh, on his front stoop, but he's never, you know, I don't know. Have you guys heard a thank you from him at all? He is out pretty far, so maybe something's happened between there. 
Ooh, yeah. I've heard that. What were you going to say, Andy? Sorry to interrupt. I don't think Donut Claus always travels out to Ogden, does he? My impression was that um, you might be aware of the internet service Greenlight. When they were installing their their, uh, internet service, I thought they were going to install one of those like pneumatic tubes that banks use to send documents. And we could send a donut directly from this side of the city all the way over to this person's name who we might beep out the first time. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure he's, if he's been getting those donuts yet. Cause green light hasn't made it out there yet. Yeah. They're on their way. <laughs> they're stuck in the tube. So thanks, Randy. That's a great peeve to share. Uh, we appreciate that one. Yep. Um, I've got a quick peeve and a quick plug. My first peeve is it's a plug and a peeve. I found out that Aldi sells like knockoff Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And I was reading some like Aldi reviewer website that this woman uh, and her husband do. And they, they said all these good things about it. I bought it. It tasted good. Then I read the comments and a woman was ripping it apart because of all the weird additives. And I looked in the back of it and it does have some strange ones. Soy lecithin, which is like a, an emulsifier, I think. But then it also has locust bean gum, guar gum, carrageenan. And a lot of other weird stuff. And I didn't know that there was such a thing as locust beans. So that seems kind of gross. So I guess the peeve is additives in ice cream. Come on. And then the plug is two shows. Fargo, amazing show, funny, dark humor. And what we do in the shadows. Very, very, very funny show. So Just started watching Fargo. I'm three episodes into the first season, which I've wanted to watch for a long time. You convinced me, Rob. I'm awesome. enjoying it. The acting's great. The story's insane. It's, uh, it's got Bilbo Baggins in it. Bilbo. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's it for this episode. If you've stuck with us this t- uh, this length of time, we appreciate it. And listen in to learn about the best breakfast sandwiches in Rochester. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Based on our opinions. <laughs> Is that maybe maybe they'll listen or maybe we're right? It's kind of a catch-all. Yeah. I mean, there's some good ones in Buffalo too, Rob. We could throw on the list. Okay, so another 16 bracket round playing for Buffalo. Syracuse and Pittsburgh, just a round out of four. Yeah. (laughs) Nice tight circle there. (laughs) Wegmans gets a spot in each one, though. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, that's it for the pod, guys. We'll, We'll see you next week.